0: Welcome to the Peaceful Power Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Clausen, and today I'm gonna chat all about Ayurvedic winter morning routines. So this is gonna be um, actually part of my book. So kind of what I'm reading today, I'm putting segments into um, my book, which I'm, fingers crossed, will be out December 1st, and it's gonna be all about um, Ayurvedic seasonal routines according to your menstrual cycle. So I really wanted to um, dive deep into some of what does the ancient text of Ayurveda say, and then how can I kind of apply that to our menstrual cycle? So that's kind of where um, I guess some of these ideas came from. But what I'm gonna share today actually came from Dr. Vasant Lad, um, his teachings, and just kind of tweaking this, because I think sometimes what we can get stuck into is the, um, the rule following of Ayurveda in terms of, okay, they say to do these five things. And then we can sometimes get stuck in like, okay, I should never have, um, you know, dinner after 6 PM, or I should never, um, start my day without, um, doing a pranayama practice. You know, we get stuck in like the shoulds versus really following our intuition. And so I'm going to tell you kind of what they suggest but I always want you to follow your intuition and kind of see what you feel guided towards. And for these things that I'm gonna share today, I do most of them, but I don't necessarily do them in the order suggested and I don't always do every single one of them every morning. You know, I really let it go with the flow and how much time I have. And, um, you know, if I'm planning on doing a full yoga practice later in my day, I always, I don't always do, um, you know, yoga asanas in the morning. So that's just kind of my own like confession, I guess. So you don't have to think when I'm telling you some of these things that you have to follow it to the T because really that's not, not necessarily realistic um, for most of us, you know, in the modern world, we don't always have, Like these practices can take 60 to 90 minutes to do them. And granted, you know, I'm a morning person. So I usually get up, you know, early enough where I could complete a 90 minute practice. Um, But I don't, I don't always get up 90 minutes ahead of time. You know, sometimes it's 30 minutes because I slept in. Um, So, you know, having that grace with yourself as well. So that's kind of what I wanted to lead with. So let's, let's talk about this. So those morning hours really they are a sacred time and it's a great time for self-care. And I know not everyone's a morning person. Um, but if you are, you, you probably appreciate the stillness, the quietness, you know, especially in the winter when it's just so quiet outside. And then, you know, sleep is something that sometimes we can overindulge in, in the winter seasons. Um, and it's cold, you know, who wants to get out of bed when you're cold and you're nice and tucked up in your sheets and you're all warm. Um, And I feel that, but that is something that you, once you kind of get in the habit of, okay, I'm rolling out of bed. Um, For myself, I have found getting dressed down in my office because my husband and my son are still sleeping. So I just, I have decided, you know what, I'm just going to take my clothes down to my office and I just get changed down here, which kind of helps because then my body's warmed up a little bit. So I'm not, um, I'm not feeling as cold when I get out of bed and need to change right away. So um you know waking still around that 6 to 7 a.m. time frame though that that is still important and i will give this um a little asterisk because when you're bleeding you sometimes need that extra hour of sleep so like if you are someone who's listening and you are a menstruating human making sure that you take that extra time if need be so um you know maybe you get up at 7 or 7:30 um for a couple days especially in the winter cuz sometimes the energy is really low and you just feel um, sluggish. And that's just kind of your, um, again, you don't need my permission, but I'm telling you, um, permission granted, um, if you are someone, and I'm saying this because I'm, I was totally in that headspace of like, you just need someone to tell you it's okay sometimes, um, and tell you don't, if that makes sense. And if you kind of came through that, you probably understood what I'm saying. And sometimes you just need that permission of, okay, it is okay to do this. And, um, you know, even in talking and this is kind of a little off tangent, but not, um, you know, we're, we're in winter still we're in, we're in January as I'm recording this, um, you know, with like the last couple of days of January and I'm in Minnesota, it's cold, it's dark. Um, you know, we're kind of in the coldest week that we've had or cold stretch that we've had in a while. And we're in a pandemic and I've had many clients and friends tell me, um, they're just feeling, they're feeling it, you know, it's, it's almost a full year into the pandemic and we haven't really had a ton of time or, space to really leave our houses or do anything besides go outside. And when it's really cold outside, it's, it is hard to get outside and enjoy yourself. So, you know, people are feeling that cooped up, you know, it's, it's hard energy right now. So I'm going to say these morning routines with like the best of like care and just knowing what you need. Um, and I, I, for one, because I, because I am a morning person, these actually this is what I look forward to every day right now. I mean, I'm going to be honest because I am not, my goal was to get outside every day, um, even just for 15 minutes, but I have not left my house in probably five days. Cause again, it's cold. It's in the teens here. And I, um, I just haven't made that a priority, but what I look forward to every day is this morning time to myself because I am getting up before my son and my husband. And, um, you know, it is, usually the only time I have to myself throughout my day. And so, um, you know, if you're kind of in that same boat, which I know a lot of people are right now is just finding that space to just take a few breaths by yourself. Um, you know, be with yourself and, you know, have this time to really make it your own. So whether you do these practices or not, it's up to you, but I will share some ideas sorry for the tangent, but, um, I think it is important just to know that you're not alone. Cause when I shared that a lot of people felt so much better just because again, we're not necessarily talking to a ton of people right now. Um, I am only because I'm seeing like my one-on-one clients virtually, and I am seeing, you know, well, actually I'm probably seeing close to 50 to 60 people between, um, you know, my classes and one-on-one clients a week. And so I'm getting a good chunk of feedback on what what is the collective feeling? What are people feeling right now? And I know that's, that's kind of the, um, the energy in the air right now, so to speak. So talking about these routines, what could they look like? So first, starting your day, this is pretty much any season, but scraping your tongue and brushing your teeth. So that's, kind of, that's a big one in Ayurveda is, you know, making sure you scrape your tongue. I just got a new one. You wanna replace those every six months. Um, I bought a copper one, but a copper or stainless steel are best versus the plastic. And really what it's telling you is how good your digestion is. So if you're pulling off a lot of um, white stuff off the top of your tongue in the morning, um, that's an ama or toxins that have built up overnight. And usually what it's telling you is you might not have been able to digest what you ate because it was too, too heavy of a dinner, or you ate maybe too close to bed, or whatever you ate might not agree with you. So maybe you're having some dairy and you're noticing, okay, I'm having dairy, but now I'm starting to get some ama on my tongue. You know, that might be something to look at your relationship with dairy. So that would be just kind of my quick note about why to tongue scrape. Um, I personally love it. It is my kind of gauge onto to how I'm doing, what I need to take notice of um, for my food. And I personally am noticing dairy, and dairy in the winter, sometimes, especially at this time of the year, as we transition, you know, towards the later end of winter, um, dairy can get tougher for people to digest. So monitor that with yourself. If you are noticing, ooh, I better better not have as much cheese or um, milk or whatever dairy products that you might be having. Then, after you do that, the the next thing on the list is really to do some yoga asana, and um, you know, personally, again, what they recommend are sun salutations. So taking like five to eight rounds of sun salutations and then doing um, some digestive poses. So locusts, bow pose, Um, taking boat pose as well. Um, Taking fish pose, so a little heart opener as well. Those are all different ones that you can kind of take, but a lot are, you know, laying on the stomach and kind of moving through that digestion process. And again, you're doing this before you've eaten anything. So it should feel okay. Um, on the stomach. And those are going to be the same routine pretty much in the spring as well. So those are some Kapha pacifying practices because, you know, while winter is associated with the Vata Dosha, there are undertones of Kapha going on throughout the entire season. And then definitely late winter, you start to really feel that Kapha Dosha pick up when the snow is kind of melting. If you live somewhere with snow, um, you know, it's just kind of that muddy, just wet, heavy energy. And that's all that, that's all related to that Kapha Dosha. So being mindful of that where you live. Um, So I actually had a friend who posted that it was, you know, she was in Tennessee and she said it was sunny and spring weather, you know, yesterday. And now today it's snowing. And so that's still the Vata kind of that sporadic energy. That's still the Vata vibe going through is just kind of can't quite make up the mind a little scattered. Um, So that's just kind of a head note um, to just kind of paying attention to it's really fun to notice what's going on outside and how that's affecting us inside. So, then after the yoga asana, having a breath practice. So, breath of fire, and that's going to help cleanse that kapha dosha um, and help promote or help stop stagnation. Um, so, breath of fire, if you've never done it, basically you inhale in. I'm going to try to demo. I'm not sure how this is going to pick up when I actually listen to this podcast live, but you'll breathe in through the mouth, I mean, through the nose, close the mouth off, and then you're going to go. So I'm not sure if you can hear that, but I'm exhaling out forcefully through my nose. And it's almost like I'm kind of crunching in my belly. So if you saw my belly, it would be going, like kind of pulling in as I exhale out forcefully through my nose. You do that 30 times and you could take about five rounds of that. So I personally, I like to do three rounds. Now, if you're feeling really hot one morning, um, for whatever reason, or if you're bleeding, so if you're on your bleeding phase of your menstrual cycle, skip the breath of fire that is too, um, intensifying in the body. That's going to build up a little bit too much fire. And if you're pregnant, skip that one altogether. Then the next breath is followed by a right nostril breathing which uh, promotes circulation and heat in the body again. So if you're feeling overheated, skip that again. And I would just take a nice inhale in through the nose and just open mouth exhale if you're feeling extra hot um, one morning. But a right nostril breath, you just plug your left nostril, um, you know, with any of your fingers and you just inhale and exhale out through the right nostril 10 times and that's it. So those could be um, some good pranayama practices that you can incorporate. And then you follow that up by a quiet meditation. So whatever meditation of your choice, it can be guided. It can be silence. um, You know, just something that kind of, hopefully after the pranayama, you really do feel um, prepped for it. And after doing some asana. So I find on days when I actually do this, my, I sit better for my meditation. So if I do practice the asana and then I do my um, pranayama and then I meditate, I am much, um, I'm much better at just letting my mind settle down. So sometimes um, if you might be more prone to going out in that Vata dosha, um, trying that before you meditate can help. And then after that, doing Abhyanga, which is um, in the wintertime, sesame oil is great for any of the doshas. And then Abhyanga, it's a self-massage and you start at your feet and you just kind of massage through your feet. And then you go up your calves and your legs, and you can do your arms. Um, It's hard again, to describe over an audio um, device, but if you're, if you really want to do this practice, definitely Google that or go on YouTube. Cause there's tons of videos that will um, explain how to do it, but that's a nice just way to start your day. And I found that has really helped with circulation. So if you're someone who might have circulation issues um, like I, again, I've talked about before, but I have some varicose veins in my legs. And I find after sleeping, sometimes they, they feel like they kind of are they just need some like just energy to them. So doing that practice does make my legs feel better because I know I'm gonna be sitting at my computer after um, I'm done with my morning routine, you know, coaching clients. And so um, having that little oil massage makes my legs just feel better and more prepped for my day. So if you also have some varicose veins um, or anything like circulation issues, that could be something to practice. And I say that with varicose veins because varicose veins, it is a circulation thing. So um, making sure if you do have some, I would definitely practice this. Um, I know I, I have a sugar scrub. Maybe I could share that in my blog. Um, I don't have my recipe right in front of me right now, um, that I actually really enjoy during the summer months that I apply to it. And then I massage that in there. And that really does help, um, get my circulation moving. So it just, it just feels better. Um, so that's just my, my note on, um, self-massage and why it is so beneficial. If you haven't tried it, I, everyone who's Um, Gotten into the habit of it. It's something that they just, once they do it, they're like, yep, this is going to be a self care staple. And this can be done not only winter months, but the summer months as well. And then we're going to finish that routine up with breakfast. So then having some breakfast, ideally a warm cooked breakfast, such as oatmeal. Um, But again, if you have a routine that you love, stick with that. Um, I personally, this is totally probably not super awesome, but I've never been a huge breakfast eater. Um, since I was a kid, I've always just been a grab and go type of person, but, um, whole foods has these little small, little, I mean, tiny bite-sized little pancakes. Um, I mean, probably the size of a little bit bigger than a quarter. And, um, I have found, I just will pop those in the oven while I'm doing some of this morning prep work, you know, my tongue scraping, my yoga asanas, and then, um, I just pull them out and I just do a little bit of powdered sugar. So totally again, so I said, this is why I'm like, don't feel bad if you don't follow things to the T I do just do a little bit of that on top. And I have been loving that. And I, I mean, again, that's something I look forward to with my morning cup of coffee. I, I, I'm not going to take that away from myself, especially right now. Um, so that's something that I want you guys to all have, um, you know, just some grace with yourself, you know, and some compassion. If you feel like, Oh, I'm not doing everything perfectly. It's just it's really it's hard. It's hard to right now. Um, it's hard to anytime, but especially right now. So if you have that sweet treat or if you've been really trying to kick a coffee habit or something like that, and it's just not happening, you know, maybe you just embrace it, you know, and you're just like, you know what, I'm gonna have this, um, and I'm gonna enjoy it. And I've always tell people if they're struggling with that, I tell my clients, you know, they're trying to get rid of, you know, let's say they have cookies um at a, a party and they feel really guilty about it. And I said, what you want to do is if you have that, that treat or something that you're feeling guilt over, it's going to be a lot harder to digest. So if you're going to that party and you know, you're going to have something that maybe you don't always eat, eat it and savor it, enjoy it. Your body will be able to digest and process that. It's going to have a lot tougher time if you're having that guilt and that just, oh, I should be doing something better. You know? So that's what I, um, you know, want you guys all to have in your, in your toolkit is just knowing okay, I'm going to have this. I'm going to enjoy this. And I'm not going to have that guilt behind it. So those are the morning, that's the morning routine in Ayurveda. That is what I have for you all today. Um, again, have, uh, have have what you will with it. Do what you will with it. Um, incorporate it how it feels right into your life. Um, I just have one final note only because this will be about the last week that I can send out. If you're interested in going to my in-home um online retreat, which is going to be an Ayurvedic winter themed retreat where we do some yoga, yoga nidra. Um, we are going to do some meditation, we're going to write some sankalpas or some goals and how to write them um, with intention. Um, I'm going to mail out care packages to those who choose that option. There's a couple different pricing options. So if you want just the retreat, you can do that or the retreat plus the goodies box. Um, I, I want to get those to you in time for the retreat. So definitely book, um, before February, I'm saying February 6th to make sure I at least have two weeks to get there. The retreat's February 20th from 10 to four central standard time. And that's going to be online, um, via zoom. But again, it's going to be a nice breakup of zoom. I've done this before, um, where I've been a participant and it works really well. Um, as long as you facilitate it the right way. So I have set it up and structured it in a way that we're not going to have, like just sitting and staring at the computer. You're going to have practices that you can take with you. And not only are you going to have this, um, one day I'm including some month a month after. So if you do the care package, um, you know, you're going to get some, um, follow-up practices that you can do for the next month to kind of help you really embody it and instill what we've done during that, um, during that day into your life, just so we can hopefully help take some of this overwhelm. Um, a lot of us are feeling right now. I just want to just love up everyone and just let you guys just really have a nice, um, luscious day. So All right. And that can be found on my website, just at my homepage. If you go to andreaclawson.com, if you're interested, um, I would love to even chat. If you want to chat with me about it and see if it's the right fit for you. Um, I have some forms there where you can just fill out a 20 minute discovery call and I'd love to let you know if it would be something that would be of use to you. All right. Thank you all so much and go out there and spread your peaceful power.